Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing the film Persuasion by Andrew Davies, the miniseries that was done by the BBC about 10 years ago now. It's weird to think a decade's gone by. This series I really did enjoy. Persuasion? I'm sorry. I'm an Austin fan. I have been since I was 15 years old and read the entire collection of all her finished works. And they read most of her unfinished works. But anyway, super Austin fan. Write graphic novels under Anna Carr. You can check them on um, Amazon that are spinoffs of her work. Um, it's set in modern day or in period, like in the 1940s during World War II. But anyway, super fan of Jane Austen. So, I really like a lot of Jane Austen films. Not all of them. Okay, there are some that I haven't even seen because I just find certain things. Yeah, I'm going... Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, not my thing. Okay, don't watch zombie movies. Don't really get them. They seem totally illogical, but that's neither here nor there. So anyway, Jane Austen's Persuasion. Persuasion is, I think, my favorite of Jane Austen's work. The main reason being is that the main character of Anne Elliot in Persuasion is a very relatable character to me. I mean, she does the right thing for the right reason at the right time. Now, it might not always work out for her, but she will still do what she feels is right. And at the end of the day, she's one of the few characters that is a female in, in books that you really do just sit there rooting for. I mean, she is just so level-headed and I'm sorry level-headedness is like one of my favorite attributes I think it's super cool super 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 cool but you know anyway so but anyway Anne Elliot there is a scene in Persuasion which a lot of people don't know this but when Jane Austen wrote Persuasion she was actually very ill it was her last book that she was able to finish while she was alive and the thing I think is interesting about that book is I was reading a book that was actually had excerpts from Jane Austen's family in it. And Jane Austen had finished the book, but then she decided to change the ending. And a lot of people don't know this. Some do because they're all Austen geeks like me. But she changed the ending to include the incorporation of a scene regarding how people deal with distance that's created in a relationship. And the scene basically involves Anne Elliot, when she was a much younger person, the storyline goes, she met this young, dashing guy who was in the Navy. And she really wanted to marry him, but her parent, her father was against it, her sister was against it, everyone thought she could do better, so she decided not to marry him. And her close confidant and friend of her mother who had passed away, um, that friend did not think it was a good idea. Well, everybody was kind of wrong about that because what happened was the young, dashing Navy man went out. He basically robbed and pillaged the seas because that's kind of what the British Navy did. No offense here, I'm just saying. And he came back with a bunch of money and her father, Anne Elliot's father, had to declare bankruptcy basically and leave their home at the same time that this guy was coming back with all this wealth. And so Anne's left there realizing that, you know, everybody was really wrong about that, but she was 18 years old, and you know, when you're 18 years old, it's probably not the best time to get married anyway. So she's 27 when this opens up, when the storyline opens up. 
And back in the period that Jane Austen was in, if you were 27, you could basically kiss your opportunity for um, having a relationship, being married, any of that goodbye, which meant that you were going to end up living with your family in not very good circumstances for the rest of your life, which was not a very good prospect back in that time period. I'm just saying. So, anyway, Anne is 27. She sees that her... Uh, guy from the Navy has come back and he's doing really well and he's very bitter at Anne and she thinks that he's just mad at her. Well the thing she doesn't realize is a lot of time when people act out and they behave like I don't know absolute ingracious jerks and really that's the only reason way you can describe um, this dude. Anyway I'm just saying I'm going to say the word dear because I don't want to say anything else because they're going to keep this G-rated and I don't really use expletives, okay? So anyway, she is really disturbed because he is flirting with her sister's husband's younger kids um, who are both in their late teens. So they're, they're ready to be married off according to the time period and she's an older woman and he's, you know, flirting with them in front of her. And it really, it really was low of him. I'm just saying it really super was low. So anyway, she thinks he's mad at her. And the thing she doesn't realize is that the reason that he's doing all this is because he's acting out because he still cares for her and he can't figure out why on earth she didn't want to be with him. Well... Fast forward, and she's, you know, things have changed. The entire family has moved to Bath because her father spent too much, her sister spent too much, and she's trying to economize so that they don't lose the house. Because the house really means a lot to Anne. It was her mother's house. It's the last vestige of the family that they have. And that is what really matters to Anne. So she's trying to save what she can of the family history, basically, that's tangible. And... During this whole time, this guy from the Navy keeps kind of popping into her life through a bunch of different occurrences. And at the end of the day, um, she's talking to a friend of his who I really like the friend. And the friend says, you know, um, they had another colonel. I think his name was Colonel Harding. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not good with names. So if I'm wrong, it's not because I'm not a fan of Jane Austen. I just don't remember the names very well. So anyway, this guy ended up actually marrying Louisa, who they thought was going to marry this Navy dude who Anne liked, and Captain Wentworth. And instead, he married Louisa, and Louisa was like the antithesis of Colonel Harding. And this friend of um, Captain Wentworth can't figure out why on earth he picked Louisa, because Colonel Harding was, you know, a smart, respectable guy. He was going to marry this um, person who's talking to Anne about it, sister but she passed away and the sister was a very level-headed smart sweet person and not that Louisa isn't but Louisa's not that smart and she's not that you know she doesn't have that inner strength that you know is something that's really cool and so Anne's looking at him and goes you know um it might be hard but your Colonel Harding you know he's he moves on and you know men don't remember the women in their lives like the women remember the men and he's going huh really and he says he she said you know all of history all of you know the written down works say that women are fickle and do all this and she said 
that might be true, but if you look at the works that were written about women being fickle, weren't they all written by men? And she said, you know, the only thing I claim for my own sex, and it's not something to be envious about, is that we tend to love the longest, even when all hope and possibility is gone. And, you know, that was the part that Jane Austen left out, or added in, actually added in, to persuasion. And nobody really talks about this, but I've always thought that that said something about Jane that was interesting. I mean, it's an observation moment. I mean, Jane, they say, did have a, did have interest in someone at one point, didn't have interest at some point. You know, no one's ever going to know Jane's gone. Jane never married. But at some point, Jane sat there and went, you know, the one thing that I'm going to add to this book as she was actually getting ready to pass away was this interesting little segue about how do people handle loss do men handle it differently than women how do they handle it differently a lot of times that would involve a man going out and getting remarried in regency period when they in georgian era when the women didn't and you know a lot of that could be said it was a cultural thing a lot of that could be said it was um because the men had more opportunity for marriage where the women didn't once they reached a certain age, which was absolutely true. And, you know, even still today, I think one of the things that makes Jane Austen's work so popular is it is timeless. We still have the issues that we're dealing with now that we were dealing with in the 1700s, as much as we'd like to say we live in modernity and everything's equal. It's not, people. I mean, let's just be honest. It, it's not equal. And I think the thing that this book brings to light and this... This production of this book, this adaptation by Andrew Javies and the BBC, brings to light is I think it it really captures the heart of Jane Austen's work. Um, again, if you haven't read Persuasion, it's not one of her more popular works, but you really should because it really delves into the crux of that kind of what what makes people tick. And a lot of times it's what you think has occurred isn't what has occurred at all. And trying to second guess people and trying to figure it out probably isn't the thing, but at least being honest as you see it is. And you know, the interesting thing about this scene with Jane Austen and this section that she decided to add in is after Anne Elliot has this speech about, you know, you say women are fickle, you say that we forget more quickly than you do, but you know what? Those are mainly written by men, and they've had the power of the pen. So if we're going to be judging something, let's judge it based on something that we have equal ability in. And at that point is when Captain Wentworth realizes that he needs to say something to Anne. And he writes this very impassioned letter to Anne saying, do you think we could make this work? And I think that that is because of this talk that Anne has. Because he's saying, you know, you may say that men um, forget more easily than women, but I really haven't forgotten you. I've just been really hacked at you for like, you know, the past seven years because you decided not to marry me and I took that as a personal affront instead of realizing that, you know, you were 18 and you had to do what your family wanted you to do or it would have been disastrous for you. And he doesn't go into all that. I'm going into all that. But I'm just saying... It helps him to understand where her head is at and him to also sit there and write a retort that makes sense. And then they actually do end up getting married. And the thing I like about this production is um, there was a production made with Amanda Ritt and Kieran Hines back in the 90s. I'm really not fond of that production, 
The main reason being, um, I'm not really fond of Kieran Hines as an actor. He's, he's just, I don't know. There's something about him. He's not my favorite actor. I mean, I really don't have a favorite actor, but I'm just saying he's a little standoffish for me. The other thing is, is at the end of that one, she actually wanted adventure and she got on this boat and decided to do that and, you know, travel the seven seas during the Napoleonic War. Okay, which, you know, some women might like, but at the end of the day, I don't think most people, I mean, whether you're talking about men, women, whatever, and, you know, there are some exceptions most people don't want adventure. I mean, you know, we say we want adventure. We live in this age. We, you know, want to travel. And, I, you know, a lot of us do want to travel. We want to see the world. We want to do all that. But at the end of the day, it's not really about that. It's more about finding your home, finding where you belong. And the thing I liked about this persuasion is at the end of the day, um, Captain Wentworth decided to buy the house that was Anne's family home so that she would have that. Now, during that time period, if he had passed away, she wouldn't have probably had the house. It would have gone either to the oldest son or to the, you know, male relative. But, you know, let's just all suspend that disbelief for a moment. And he buys the house and he takes her to it and says, I want to show you a wedding present. And I think that's a really cool scene, not because he had a bunch of money and bought her house, but because he knew what made her tick. He knew that the most important thing to her in her life was to preserve that house and to make sure, you know, her dad didn't screw it up by bankruptcy. And he decided that in order to get her what he could that would make her the most happy as a gift, he was going to buy that house so she never had to worry about her dad making a stupid decision and making that house disappear. And... I think that is a really cool way to end this because it it's about what really mattered to her. And I don't mean to win. I'm not really into most rom-coms because I really can't stand why people are attracted to each other because I'm going, it's so superficial. I mean, it has nothing to do with, you know, their ideology. It has nothing to do with their thoughts. It has nothing to do with common interests. It just has to do with, you know, hormones, rage. And I don't really get that at all. But... I think what I liked about this production, even though Captain Wentworth is kind of a, I'm sorry, he's just a bozo, and he makes really stupid decisions, and he flirts with women just to get on Anne's nerves because he's mad at her, which really is a despicable quality. Now, I will say when he turns it around, when he decides to do the right thing, he does never flirt with anybody. So I still have problems with Captain Wentworth, but I think this production made me have way less problems with him than most productions because at the end of the day you're sitting there going you know he had his problems but at the end of the day he did know Anne really well and he did do what he could to make her life really good when he decided to do that when you know they finally figured out what was going on between them and they got that sorted and I think that's why I like this production really good again I'm not really into Captain Wentworth he's kind of you know he he really shouldn't have done that to Anne I mean even if you don't like somebody even if you're madder than hell at them there's certain things that you don't do in a relationship or when a relationship breaks up and that was not something to do and again I, I really don't like this actor who portrayed him either because he just I don't know he seems like a weird guy. I don't know. And, you know, a lot of women really thought he was cool in this, and that's their business. But, you know, that wasn't me. So, anyway, with that, that is my review of The Persuasion, adapted by John Thomas Davies for the BBC back in, I think, 2010, 20, um, 
2009-2010. It was on Masterpiece Theater. If you haven't checked it out, you definitely should. Again, this is like my favorite of Jane Austen's um, works. And again, this is like my favorite production of Jane Austen's movies. Um, the only one that comes close to it for me would be The Sense and Sensibility that was also adapted for the screen by John Thomas Davies and the one adapted by um, Emma Thompson and Angeli. But we'll do reviews on those later. And with that, on and out. Check it at the round table. Bye! <laughs>